Hi, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues that we're exposing, confronting, and changing. Uh, April is a month when things really start heating up in the California legislature. Bill deadlines are coming up. So for the next few weeks, I thought we'd bring stories about legislation that's moving or not moving, as the case may be, through the first big policy committee hearings um, in Sacramento. So this week, I wanted to focus on a bill, AB 1278, that's about transparency in healthcare and making sure that doctors disclose to patients if they have a financial conflict of interest before they prescribe a treatment or a medication or a medical device. Um, Financial conflicts and requiring that patients be informed uh, before they consent. My guest today is Wendy Necht, someone who uh, suffered tremendously because she didn't get all the information she should have uh, when she underwent treatment. So thanks so much for joining me on the podcast, Wendy. Oh, Carmen, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. And tell me, did I mispronounce your name? Um, It's okay. People (laughs) connect. I knew it. As soon as I said it, I knew it. Wendy Connect. So thanks, Wendy. Don't don't Um, worry. Yeah. So, well, I I should know because I've known you for a couple of years. Uh, We we met each other a few years ago when uh, NBC Nightly News gave me a call and asked me, so what do you know about doctor financial conflict of interest? And I said, oh, yeah, they happen all the time. Nobody ever knows about it. And they said, oh, well, we uh, are just learning about this case. And of course, it was your case. So that's probably the smart place to start this conversation is tell me your story, Wendy, what happened to you? Well, um, back in 2015, I was diagnosed with um, the BRCA2 gene, the uh, gene mutation, which makes you more susceptible to breast and ovarian cancer. So I decided to be proactive about it and get a a double mastectomy with reconstruction. Well, my reconstructive surgeon, uh, unbeknownst to me, who was highly recommended, and I should probably add this, my husband's a doctor, so we, we vetted him very well. Um, but he didn't, he neglected to tell either of us that the product that he was using um, was actually something that he was being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars that he'd been doing research and promotion for, and he'd been, actually been involved in trials, but um, he never told us that. He didn't tell us. We had, you know, uh, we just, of course, everyone trusts their doctor, you know, and I'm a prime example of that. He just um, said, this is what I use. And um, we didn't think twice about it. But as it turned out, that product was not even, um, was, was not even indicated for breast reconstruction. And it was totally experimental. And then it ended up exploding inside me, basically. And um, we didn't find out about the money till way later. And so uh, had we known that it was an experimental device that he, that he been, was being paid to use, there's no way I would have done that surgery. And I just believe that, you know, if something like that could happen to me. It could happen to anybody. Right. With your husband, the physician in the room, helping you make those decisions. Um, And of course, when you say it exploded uh, inside of you, it was really much worse worse than that. You had to undergo 
uh, multiple additional surgeries and suffer um, some serious side effects because of this mesh device that never should have been used in the in the first exactly. place. Exactly. I really did. And I, I mean, I, I have a lot of residual stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm still deformed from it and I'm still, um, uh, you know, I feel it like talking, I, I always, I always feel it, but I'm kind of used to that now, it, but it should never have happened in the first place. So. So you learned, um, after the surgery went wrong after the reconstruction, uh, after the uh, re-surgeries, uh, you learned about the, what was it, over $400,000 that your doctor had been paid by the manufacturer of this uh, device? Way over, and yeah, exactly. And well, I only found out about that because I read a parallel story in the paper about um, some uh patients that had had back surgery and the wrong device was used. And they said that doctor had been paid a lot of money. And um, so I literally just went into the computer and put Rayfelt payment, very scaffold, the name, which is the name of the device. And hundreds of thousands of dollars came up from the ProPublica site. And, um, you know, which I guess they get their information from the uh, open payment site, but it was, mind-boggling I had no idea you know and it, then it all kind of made sense well no wonder he was pushing that product and um you know <laughs> it was just shocking to be honest well that's the genesis then of the legislation after uh, after you learned that uh, we met each other and uh, started having conversations about what could be done so maybe tell me about um, what I love to uh, have on the podcast is stories of people who uh, had something uh, unbelievable happen to them, but then uh, went out and did something about it. So tell me about the bill. Well, it, the bill is very exciting. And really, it's all about, you know, informed consent and your right to know, the patient's right to know. And the thing is, you know, so there's a law that exists right now. Say, uh, for instance, my husband's a gastroenterologist. If he sends you to his endoscopy center that he's, you know, he owns with his partners, you have to sign something that says, "I know that um, X, Dr. X has a financial interest in this facility." However, if you're, if a doctor prescribes something that you're going to ingest or that you're going to, or that they're going to implant inside you, they don't have to tell you about those financial ties, which is ridiculous when you think about it you know you're uh, so the whole idea of the ab1278 is to make sure that um, that you are informed of any potential conflict of interest and by the way it doesn't always have to be a bad thing if a doctor has financial ties maybe he invented something he might know more about this um, device than anybody but it gives the patient the power to ask the right questions. And also it's more far reaching than that because by disclosing um, these kind of conflicts of interest, it also will help reduce, you know, the, the um, uh, high, you know, uh, drug, drug costs because they won't always have to, they won't always be prescribing brand name drugs. Like think about the opioid crisis, how so many of those patients were, um, addicted by doctors that had a, uh, you know, a, 
a, a financial interest in prescribing. And you pointed out when we did that nightly news uh, broadcast that, the, you know, the more they get paid, the more they prescribe. And there have been many studies done that um, you brought to my attention. And I think the percentage is 58% more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, so it's really I, mind-boggling that, that the, the impact that even um, smaller payments, um, you know, marketing to a physician, taking them out to lunch, uh, inviting them to a conference, uh, giving them small gifts has an impact on their prescribing patterns, make them much more likely uh, to prescribe brand name drugs. So that's another uh, another big piece of this story. Um, Wendy, you mentioned uh, open payments and the ProPublica site. Um, it would be really great to tell people exactly how the bill works. What it will do is give people the ability, uh, the information they need to go look up uh, more information about their doctor, correct? Exactly. So yeah, um, that, and we're going to make that site prominent. That site was part of the... Um, Sunshine Act, and it was uh, it's been it's been there since 2010. But the problem is, um, so drug drug and device companies are mandated; they have to report it, report payments to doctors to a central site, and that um, uh, CMS Open Payments, which is government site. But um, the problem is, nobody knows it exists, and even um, Patients, I mean, even doctors don't really know unless they're really involved with getting payments from a drug or device company. So what this will do will make this site that lists all these payments very prominent. It's going to have to be posted in the doctor's office and also on the form that you sign. And so it, it will give awareness and give patients the power to, you know, it sort of fulfills the fills with that that um the Sunshine Act was supposed to do was to give this prominence of, I mean, to give the, give this um, information to patients, but patients don't know it's there. So hopefully it will help with that. Well, for anyone who wants to um, know that information now, even before the bill passes, um, they can go to that website on their own. It's openpaymentsdata.cms.gov. And you just type in your physician's name, and I believe even sometimes you can put in facility names, uh, and it will tell you all of the drug companies um, or the medications or the devices that that your physician is being paid paid to promote. And it's very detailed, right? It's got a ton of detail. And, you know, you may find out that your doctor once went to uh, a dinner um, that taught them more about an important medication. No one's going to scratch their head about that. But it's definitely central to informed consent for all of us to know if our physician has financial ties uh, with a manufacturer with a device company. So really important, uh, really important work. I'm so glad um, you uh, you had the fire to, to push to get this legislation brought forward, Wendy. And maybe we can close by just giving credit to um, the organization you're working with and uh, the assembly member who agreed to put, to finally get this, this idea moving. Well, I'm so grateful to them and, and to you too, Carmen, for helping me become aware of this whole issue as well. Um, 
the assembly member, I went to assembly member Nazarian, who's in my district, 46. And uh, he was very, very compassionate and very open. And also, you know, he was pretty shocked. He's like, what, this should be a law. But, um, and so he, I'm grateful for that. And then uh, the Center for Public Interest Law is our sponsor. And what's the good thing is, hopefully this will pass in California, and then we can take it, you know, to the federal level. Because and I think it's just something so basic, right? It's just your right to know, and how can you be informed without that information? Absolutely. I think we're all, all um, often surprised to hear that physicians will have financial conflicts, but even if we're not really surprised they don't have to tell us. So um, uh, if we can do it here, uh, we can do it across the country. Uh, well, again, thanks so much, Wendy, for, for everything you're doing on this. I'm uh, really glad that we can support it, and I, I hope we get it passed through the legislature next week. Thank you so much, Carmen. I really, and I really appreciate your support, too, of course. It's um, good to know that you exist as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Wendy. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Again, if you want to look at that website, it's openpaymentsdata.cms.gov. Openpaymentsdata.cms.gov. Uh, this is Carmen Balber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report.